0: Welcome to Vision, the Home Care Leaders Podcast. I'm Miriam Allred with Home Care Pulse. My guest today is Clint Nobles, the founder and operational methodologist of Home Care Ops. Clint, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Miriam. I really appreciate being on here. I love I love the Vision podcast and I'm so honored to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on here. It's today we're really gonna talk about your bread and butter. This is the topic that you own in this space, and I'm so excited.
1: Me too. I am like I when you sent me over the list of questions and we were talking about topics. I was like it's going to be systems. It's going to be <laughs> like I was so excited about it.
0: <laughs> yes. This I just when I hear the word system now, I really think of you and your voice and you talking about systems. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you very much. That's a tremendous compliment coming from you. so I appreciate that
0: so so let's just open it up why why do you love systems? What's your background in you know just this idea of everything is a system?
1: You know, systems to me mean so much more than just the mechanics of something and uh, you know, you you said earlier, you know, you, you said I'm an operational methodologist and, and that's kind of a, a fancy way of saying a systems guy. That's that's really what that is. But systems to me means generational success. Now, Miriam, we hear a lot about generational wealth from coaches and consultants. You hear people all the time say, ah, I'm you know, going to make generational wealth. But if you'll notice, I said generational success. And that's a very important difference. Mm -hmm. See, it isn't about making enough money for my kids, kids to live on for me. No, ma'am. See, what it really is, is I want to create systems and operational structures that will allow success to be achieved long after I'm gone. See, I want my kids, kids to know how to succeed and then go out and do it. I don't want them just to live off the success or the wealth that I had accumulated. And and really, systems have been a part of my thought process from as early as I can remember. I remember my, my dad and mom have this picture of when I was younger. I was probably around 10 years old or so, and the only thing in the picture was this pair of blue jean pants that were clothes pinned hanging from the top bunk of my sister and I's bunk bed. And underneath them was these, this pair of shoes with socks already in the shoes. And I remember asking my dad, you know, what is this? Why do you have this picture? He's like, well, it's funny because you were trying to come up with a more efficient way to get dressed in the mornings. And so you had you had devised this plan, and I don't know what you were going to do if you were going to jump into the pants or not. But and so it was it was funny to me because all these years later, right? I still kind of have the same mentality. There has to be a more efficient way to do this. It might not be my best system ever, but uh, when it comes down to it, it really is about understanding how to make repeatable success.
0: Oh my goodness. I love it. The imagery of what the story you just shared is incredible. And the I, I love what you're saying about generational success, that we want to set our future up for yeah, success, not necessarily wealth. And they are very different. So I'm glad you made that distinction and brought that up. And in home care in every industry systems are key and generate that long-term success. So let's talk about how you even build these systems that you're referring to. I want to talk about, you know, operational systems in a home care agency, a system that builds that trust, that establishes that authority or generates that engagement. Talk to me about, you know, what are some of the the structures of these systems that you're referring to?
1: When you talk about how to build a system, It really comes down to consistency, and this is what Jess and I realized because, you know, just like the listeners out there right now, you know, we're in the trenches right now. We own and operate a home care agency across multiple states, and we do that right now. You know, we obviously we I founded home care ops for, you know, to help agency owners understand how to run their businesses better and more efficiently and to really be able to end owner exhaustion and operator burnout. But when we were building these systems in our own home care agency, it really comes down to consistency. And this is something that a lot of times we say quickly and we might not really let it sink in, but see, you can have the most incredible system ever devised just Look back to the pants, (laughs) but uh, you can have the most incredible system ever devised, but it's only as successful once, then it's really not a help to you, right? Remember, I said, you know, repeatable success, something that I coach our action leaders on is that success that is not repeatable is simply a win. You know, you've just won that one, but it's about having that repeatable success and what it really is, is not getting bogged down in the mechanics of a system. When we say operations, right? If we played a word game right now, and I was like, okay, Mary, I'm going to say one word and you tell me something and it'd be like operations, more than likely, most people out there, if they played this word game, they would say a task. They would say scheduling. They would say accounting. But see, this is what is so special about understanding operations. And that is realizing that operations or this systems mentality, it's not about just the mechanics or the, the daily task of what we're doing. It's actually the experience. And that, that's really incredible because to see real change or incredible results or even break through to that next million dollar revenue cap that you're trying to bust through we have to evaluate and really elevate our mindset into something that i call the master operator mindset instead of seeing our instead of seeing our growth as something that takes one step at a time boom one on top of the other we understand that it actually works like gears one Area fitting into the next, just like the nodes on a gear that actually operates so many more things around. And that's what, when I deal with my master operators in my mentorship program and all of that that's really what we focus on is elevating that mindset to that master operator mentality so as your as the listeners here are trying to get into their systems and and everybody you know that probably sounds like the most boring conversation ever is like hey we're going to talk about systems today but in reality what you're talking about if you're talking about client onboarding you're talking about the experience that that client has from the beginning to retention. That's why it's so important to understand. It's not about the moment or the task. It's entirely about the overall experience that is being had.
0: Talk to me about, yeah, when you and Jessica, maybe give us an example of how you created and then implemented a system between you and Jessica at Nobility, you know, whether it was in recruitment or your finance section or, you know, kind of just high level walk through what one system, you know, looks like.
1: Right. And you said we had 20 minutes, right?
0: Yeah. i you at high level here.
1: <laughs> all right. So what I mean by understanding like this experience model. So let's take, for example, recruiting. Recruiting is a hot topic right now with everyone. Um, uh, you know, when Jess and I were creating what we call our smart hire program, and we were really putting this in play within our business, one of the ways that we really broke down the system w- was something that I'll call I call touch points right or engagement points and and we can get into those more later but what we understood was that in building the system, if we were recruiting somebody or if we were attracting applicants, what are the ways in which we are engaging or directly connecting with these people? So we started looking at it and was like, well, man, you know, obviously the job ads one, but how about when they call in? What's a way that we can create a repeatable system here that gives engagement? that lets them know who we are as a company, you know, that, that it does the three end results that we want, which is build trust, you know, establish authority and generate engagement. What can we do? So we build in automations for text messaging. We build in automations for email delivery. And as we started breaking the system down step by step, we realized that there were so many opportunities, and this really bore something that we call a post-ops party. And any of our action leaders n- know this well, because we have a post-ops party all the time in our action leader experience membership. But this really come from what Jessica and I do in our business. When, just like earlier, I said, you know, Operations or systems sound so boring. Nobody thinks of it. Yeah, yeah, let's have a party. But in reality, we created this post-ops party that everybody can do, and it only takes 30 minutes. You you literally can create a system structure for your business and, in 30 minutes. And I'll, I'll give it to you real quick, super quick. You start out with your favorite Sharpie and a pack of sticky notes. <laughs> then. You put on your favorite music, you know, whatever that may be. I'm a big 80s fan. So you stick on some, you know, credence, whatever you love. And we go in and start. For 20 for 30, or yeah, for 20 minutes, you take and just write down every system you can think of, everything in your business that has an experience to it. Let's talk about clients. Oh, we got a new lead in. What do we do with that? We have somebody on the phone, we have somebody in an email. We have this, a referral partner, and you start listing out everything you can think of, popping it off like popcorn for 20 minutes. Then, turn the music to a different si- style. Take a breather for a second, and then take the next 10 minutes and start organizing those by category. This one's for client. This one's for employee. This one's for lead. And by the time you're done, you'll have an outline of your entire operational structure for for what you just covered. Now it's time to fill holes. Now doesn't that sound a lot more fun than sitting down with a laptop or a paper and a room full of people who don't want to be there?
0: <laughs> mhm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it all boils down to what you brought up in the beginning, consistency. You want the experience to be personal. You want it to be special, but you want it to be consistent across the board with all of your caregivers. You know, you want that onboarding experience to look and feel the same for that consistency on your behalf and for them and same with the clients. So I just I just wanted to reiterate that, con, that concept of consistency because it needs to reflect in all of these systems. That's um,
1: absolutely right.
0: And I love what you're saying about, you know, this process that any business can go through. One of my next questions was going to be, you know, how do you, what do you recommend for an agency that needs to evolve or recreate or adapt their current systems? And any business can do that under these parameters that you've just set. Because a lot of people listening in today may say, Hey, you know, I've already got my systems in place, but you know, I don't think it ever hurts to reevaluate your systems. And that's probably what you're doing with a lot of businesses, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you actually bring up something here that um, that is a real near dear topic to me, because you said something that gives us a perfect opportunity to talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm serious. Really, I'm serious. See, it, it, the question you talked about. You said, you know, what would you recommend for agencies that need to e- to evolve and The reality is, and this is something that I teach to our, you know, our master operators and in our action leaders is the reality is agencies that evolve will find themselves facing the same fate as dinosaurs. See how I did that? Mm -hmm. See, I brought that back around. You (laughs) thought I wouldn't. But if we as owners and operators want to create generational success, there's that word again, right? We need to focus on adaptation or adaption rather than evolving. Because remember, words are important. I mean, I literally was the kid that read the dictionary growing up. Now, granted, I didn't have a lot of friends to take up my time on the weekends, but that dictionary was awesome. And I I really, words are so important. And evolution, by its very nature, is chaos. It's, you know, if any result of evolution is born of chance. So when I'm teaching my master operators about this concept, you know, we need to base our decisions on our end results, skill, and known variables. Owners need to learn to take action. Instead of reacting and leave evolution to those things that are willing to become extinct.
0: And if there's anything that we've learned over the last 14 months, I think it is adaption, but Mm -hmm. I think we've still got a ways to go. And this process that you've just outlined, you know, it. Will never hurt your business to go through that that process, just reassessing or, you know, adapting and figuring out what systems you can continue to simplify and improve on.
1: It's it's incredible. And it's something that Jessica and I do to this day in our business, right? So, you know, we we quarterly go through this post ops party, but we don't just do it alone. We bring our team in. And, you know, we'll bring our care leads and our care managers in and, you know, we'll have the office staff involved in it. And we really make a celebration out of it because everybody is involved in the solution. Mm-hmm. Then everybody's going to be a part of it. They're wanting, they have buy-in to it. And that's something that a lot of times as owners, when we're dealing with these systems, we come at it from this boss mentality. And and this is really, in, in my opinion, Um, And Jessica's not here to kick me to make me quit talking about this, so I get to talk about it for a second. Um, This is something that really internally is a struggle for me because we in home care have, and really in in any leadership, we feel like the only way to really establish authority, and, and you were asking earlier about, you know, how do you build trust, establish authority, when we're trying to establish authority, we oftentimes do not realize what a start authority we really should be establishing because we look at it from this boss mentality and, and we see accountability as a weapon. We see it as a danger sign that warns our employees when they aren't meeting their standards. And all oh, when I come and check on, on this and they haven't got it done, they're going to know I'm busy. Right. I mean, who out there? you know, in the vision land here has not come at a situation thinking, all right, so I'm going to tell them to do this. And here in a week or two, when I follow up on this, boy, they're going to see that I'm real serious because I know they're not going to get it done. And we use accountability like a weapon and we think about it as aggressive. And this is something, this goes back to that master operator mindset that I was talking about earlier, because it really is about elevating our thinking to realize that accountability, this authority that we're talking about, this accountability is not aggressive. It's supportive. Accountability is always supportive. See, accountability isn't there to keep people in line. Instead, it's there to help support and empower them to be successful and achieve greatness. (laughs) If we want to build a system that truly works, then we have to elevate our thinking and realize that establishing authority is not about being the boss. It's about establishing the authority of the people we are empowering to be successful and achieve greatness A lot of times in business, when we want to establish authority, we drop the hammer. But really what we need to do is figure out what we can put in place that will consistently, right? We're going back to that word. Words are important. That will consistently produce a feeling and result of us empowering our people and letting them know we look we are giving you the authority to be trained to be uh, you know skilled in your position to be able to make quick and adaptive thinking decisions we do this because we are your leader right we're not a boss and and that to me is is really one of the big things in home care, especially in building these systems, because when we take it back to our teens and we have this perfectly laid out plan and our team goes, you know what? I think that is going to hurt when I jump through those pants. And we're like, well, no, no, this is a perfect plan here. You know, they're like, no, no, that, that clothespin's definitely going to hurt. But when we bring it to our team and they have all these things about it, the reason is because we're using it like a hammer, like a boss. We're not including them in it and showing how we are establishing their authority along with ours.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought it full circle there. I think the difference is involving them in the decision, making it involving Mm -hmm. them in that process so that their voice is heard throughout the entire process. And you're not just bringing it to them at the end and saying, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. It's no, they've been involved every step of the way. And so everyone's got that buy-in and everyone's on board. And then that authority will feel differently. Like you you were using the word empowerment. It won't feel like this hammer of authority. It'll feel like, wow, we're supported. We're empowered to do our job to the best of our ability. And I and I love that. I yeah, just kind of in closing here, we've just got a couple more minutes. If you've got you know, one or two experiences you could share from other agencies that you've worked with that have adapted or implemented this this process and what that's resulted in for them? Could you share, you know, maybe a couple of examples?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I love stories. Stories are what lights my fire. You know, I when I get up in the morning and we have um, uh, action leaders that, you know, send us in videos saying, man, this has really happened in our business. I love it. And of course, first off, Our own agency, you know, Jessica and I's own home care agency, you know, when we really dug down into it and started putting all of these together, it really lessened Jessica's burden because when she started the agency, it was all about, you know, being exhausted, being burnout. And I can't tell you back then the last time we had a meal together, that wasn't just a collection of calls, you know, putting out fires or covering shifts. And at the time, every owner I spoke to in, in home care, kind of just talked about it well that's the way home care is done you know but you know how can this be more efficient how can we do this better more consistently and it come down to taking action and and that's a phrase that we say all the time in the action leader experience you know taking action works it works it works it works because we really started focusing on creating these consistent systems that build trust establish authority and generate engagement and You know, we saw incredible results and turned a $3,000 startup into a multi million dollar agency. And then, you know, recruiting and retention is an incredible area of opportunity. And we're seeing our, you know, master operators and our action leaders that are using the smart hire program and really installing simple, repeatable systems. They're seeing, you know, 40, 50 applicants come in a week in some cases. And one of the most impactful, and and I'll I'll do this really quick because I know we're coming up to an end here. And I was born with like 10,000 extra words. Mm -hmm. Like I come out with like (laughs) 10,000 extra words. So I'm doing my best. Um, One of the most impactful systems that we teach is something called a pre-care assessment. And this is um, part of our action leader experience. And this is something that we did in our own agency. And we have seen An incredible, really revolutionizing moment for agencies in their margins and bottom lines because this pre-care assessment allows them to really get a commitment and see a yes before they ever assess. And recently in one of our monthly group coaching calls in the Action Leader Experience, you know. One of our action leaders said, you know, they've been putting this pre-care assessment into their client onboarding and her conversion rate had hit 95%,
0: Wow,
1: 95%. That's why we say taking action works. It works, it works, it works.
0: Mm -hmm. And taking action. Yeah. My last question is going to be, you know, what are two specific action items that providers can take away from today's conversation? What, What would it boil down to this whole conversation?
1: Oh, my Lord. All right. Gentlemen, start your engines. All right. So understand your end results. Number one. Understand your end result. Now, that might not be a term that everybody's familiar with. Our master operators are very familiar with it because it's, it's kind of like my mantra. Understand your end result. And what I mean by an end result is that final unmovable outcome that must occur. Then whether it is weekly, quarterly, annual, whatever that end result is, then base your decisions on on what objectives and goals that will help you arrive at that end result. That goes back to what I talked about of you know um, taking action versus reaction. And understanding our end result will help us do that. What's that final unmovable thing that has to happen in your business? And then secondly, become a member of our free online community on Facebook. It's called the Home Care Operators Community, and I know you are very familiar with it. You're very active in it, and we appreciate that so much, but it really is. It's an unbelievable group of over 27. We're almost at 2,800 agency owners and operators that support, encourage, Empower each other to be successful and achieve greatness. And you know, you can you can find it on our website, go to homecareops.com, click the link on the front page that says visit group, and it'll it'll take you right there.
0: And you won't regret it. It is a very active, very engaged community. And if you're looking for industry friends, if you're looking for consolation, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it in that group. It it's incredible. Clint. It has been a pleasure. It has been a jam-packed 25 minutes here. And I'm just (laughs) taking notes and writing down all these concepts. But thank you so much for being a thought leader in the industry around systems. We cannot emphasize it enough. But I think the way you break it down and simplify it, it feels digestible. And I think, you know, our industry is headed in this direction of really mastering these systems so that we can elevate the level of care. We can elevate the caregiver experience. Everything will come from, you know, just establishing these systems early on in our businesses. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure.
1: Oh, thank you, Miriam. I really appreciate being on your cast here and and on the Vision podcast. Home Care Pulse is an incredible partner of ours, and we thank you for everything that y'all do. It really is tremendous.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Vision. If you like what you heard, jump over to our website, homecarepulse.com, to listen to more episodes of Vision or peruse our loaded resource library with articles, ebooks, worksheets, and more free resources. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.